welcome in to another edition of the Cattails Podcast, the Weber State Athletics Podcast with Athletic Director Jerry Bovey. I am Paul Grua, and today, a special treat. On the 20th anniversary of the 1999 Weber State win over North Carolina, Jerry, we're joined by two absolute legends and Hall of Famers at Weber State, Harold Arsenal and Eddie Gill. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Before we even get to the game, we're going to ask a little bit about how you're doing. Harold, you're in Atlanta. And Eddie is in Indianapolis. Let's start with you, Harold. Tell the fans what you've been up to the last few years and, and what you're up to right now. I've been doing well. I've been, I'm actually uh, been training. I was in China for about two years working for the United States Basketball Academy, basically just training kids and um, um, teaching them the game of basketball. I'll come back to America, and I started a company called iPlay. And doing the same thing here in America now, in Arizona and New Orleans. Awesome, you know you've and you've in the twenty years or so since you left Weber State, you've traveled all over and played and coached all over the world, haven't you? Yeah, I've been everywhere, literally. <laughs> Pretty amazing, Eddie. Let's let's go to you. Tell me, tell the fans what you've been up to and and what you're doing now. Yeah, well, look, there's quite a, quite a bit has gone on over the last. Uh, 20 years, I um, was fortunate enough to play professionally for 12 years and then uh, retired and then started, similar to what Harold has, has been doing here lately, uh, started a skill development business here in Indianapolis. Uh, it's basketball country here. So everyone is uh, in love with the game. So been doing a, doing that for about eight years now. Um, about five years ago, I got into the financial services industry and been in wealth management for about five years now and um, with uh, Wise Financial and Northwestern Mutual. So I've been doing that uh, for for a significant amount of time. And then in the last three years, I was approached by the Pacers about uh, doing some TV broadcasting with them. So I do the pregame and postgame analysis with them on their uh, Fox telecast here in Indiana. That's awesome. So you're both still around basketball a little bit and still involved. That's pretty neat. Absolutely. So so today, March 11th, is uh, the 20th anniversary of the 1999 win over North Carolina. How often do you guys get asked about that game? Um, uh, for me, every, every, I mean, every, every NCAA tournament, you to get round We might have a few uh, connection issues with Harold, but we'll keep working there. But I'm sure, Eddie, you get yeah. asked about it all the time or every March you get, get, uh, it get brought up to you, I'm sure. Absolutely. It sounded like uh, Harold was going, going in that direction in terms of, the, you know, being around the tournament and, start talking about Cinderella stories and I think we have one of the best ones out there and um, it's it's funny for me because I, I was grew up a big time uh, North Carolina Tar Heels fan so playing them in that first game was pretty special to me but um, definitely when, when people hear that I, I've gone to Weber State and and they know the history of the NCAA tournament that that's one of the questions that comes up pretty regularly you ever get tired about talking about that game no I could talk about that game every day <laughs> you know it's interesting Eddie I and Harold, I, uh, I, I talked to our vice president. He was in Europe a few years back, and he was just out on a jog in a pretty obscure part of Europe, and he had his Weber State shirt on, and immediately somebody stopped him and started talking about that game. And then I, when I travel and wear my Weber State gear, um, especially through the East Coast, it comes up all the time. If someone's from North Carolina, they know about it. Um, I was recently back in India in your neck of the woods, Eddie, and at an NCAA uh, a committee meeting and ran into the athletics director at Duke. And we talked about it from the aspect that their students 
bought a bunch of shirts from the bookstore the year after and wore them to their first game with uh, North Carolina. So it, it definitely is still something that settles on people's minds. Yeah, and I, I remember that exact, that exact same story, and I had the same experience also, especially when I run into people that are from Carolina. Um, I had a cousin who actually graduated from Carolina, played uh, college football there, and played professional football also. But so I always give him the business about it anytime the topic comes up. Can you believe, Harold, it's been 20 years? Yeah, I want to believe it because I mean I'm getting old. <laughs> so, Harold, I I know every year I always get emails and requests from people all over the country saying, "Where's Harold Arsenal? What's he up to?" Uh, but what about you? I mean, you get asked about that all the time, I'm sure, right? Oh yeah, I mean people, you know, that's gonna be part of history. So you know, I live in Atlanta now, so everybody, all the Georgia Tech fans down here and all the Georgia sports fans down here, kind of in it. And then, you know. Do you do you guys ever uh, go back and watch the highlights of that game? Uh, you know, I have to show my little nephews and some of the young fellas uh, how, how we was in tournaments. I always go to YouTube and show everybody, kind of show everybody a little bit. Yeah, and I, and I probably around you know the first round of the tournament, some way or another, find some highlights, uh, whether it's through my kids watching it or or I myself just going to see and. Uh, you know, find find myself reminiscing uh, on on how great it was, and it, it was just it was just a fun night altogether. But yeah, I definitely check the highlights out from time to time. I was going to ask you if your kids uh, know about know about that game and what happened twenty years ago. Yeah, my mine they know. I've I've talked to them about it a number of times, and and obviously I'm I, I've watched college basketball religiously, so I'm I'm always watching it or talking about it. So they they know about it and they've seen the highlights and. So they and actually just here recently, uh, H. I don't know if you remember, we we got these these 1999 NCAA basketball. That's what it says in the we we got watches from from the NCAA. Those are the I don't know it was a tournament gift or whatever it was. Mine mine had been sitting in a case for literally 20 years. I've I've never worn it, and then uh, I knew this 20 year anniversary was coming up, and I, I found it you know in my office at home and. I told my kids I was going to wear it every day of the of the month for the month of March, and they they've been roasting me about it because, as you can imagine, it looks pretty old. <laughs> That's great. And, and and matter of fact, the time and matter of fact, the time does not work on it. Obviously, I have not gone to replace the battery, so I'm stuck on ten ten right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so you two have been linked together. I mean, you two played played junior college basketball together before Weber State, but. Let's go back a little bit right before that. You win the Big Sky Tournament. Obviously had a great year. You win that exciting tournament uh, at Weber State uh, in Ogden. And you, you know, get selected as a 14th seed going to Seattle to play North Carolina. What were your thoughts, do you remember, at that time leading up to the game? We, 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 we really was a close group. So we, we never really – we didn't really talk about playing them. We was excited to play. And I think we would have been ready to play whoever they had put us against. Me and Eddie been together since junior college, and we always had our own little sense of humor. The best thing was about that was was never afraid to go against anybody. Yeah, I, I would yeah, I would agree with with H. And we had uh, tr- tremendous success, especially on that junior college level, playing in one of the best conferences in the nation. So we always had great belief in what we could do. Um, and then on that that's that team, that Weber State team, we also all the other guys as well, not just me and Harold, all all the guys on that team 
had had great confidence in what we could do. And obviously, we were probably the only ones um, who believed that we can go out there and get that done against that team. Um, so, and and it was it was it was pretty special. I can remember H. You you might remember this. The we practiced the day before uh, at Key Arena, and and we practiced right before North Carolina did. So they were kind of waiting in the tunnel, waiting for us to finish our practice. Uh, I, I can remember like it just happened yesterday, us walking through that tunnel and literally we're, we're walking past them. They're walking back onto the floor. We're walking in the tunnel back into the locker room. And they had they all of them had an arrogance and a, and a look on their face as if we, we shouldn't even show up the next day uh, to, exactly. to play the game. So that that right there just burned burned me pretty deep. So. I, after that, I, I knew for sure we were going to go out there and put on a heck of a performance, and that's what uh, and that's what we did as a team. You certainly did. And so as the game gets going on, on and Harold obviously caught fire and got going, and and everybody did too. It's a, it a total team effort, not just you guys. But as the game's progressing and it gets down toward the end, was there a moment where you thought, you know, we're going to win this game? For me, I kind of felt like we was in rhythm throughout the game. So I, I, I felt we, we, I mean, we came there to win. I mean, even the game against Florida that we lost, I mean, if everybody know the ending, I mean, clearly we should have won that game too. But I mean, we 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 actually came there to win. We didn't we we, we for me, I, I I was thinking final four, national champions. So <laughs> I mean we came to play. Yeah, it's funny, it's funny H you're saying that because that's that's just the mindset that we always had, like no matter who it was. Um, you can look at some of our non-conference games that year. No matter who it was, we thought that we were going to go out and win the game, and and that's just that's just how it was. We didn't care who the opponent was. We didn't we we weren't in awe of the situation. Um, obviously, we were happy that we made the NCAA tournament because Big Sky, you're only going to get one team that goes. It's not like we were going to get a, get an at at large bid or anything like that. But once we got there, it wasn't like, okay, we got here. So let's just, uh, you know, play this one game and go home. We didn't, we didn't feel like that at all. Um, so yeah, had great confidence and went out there and got it done. What was the, what was that moment like when that buzzer sounds to zero and you, and you, know, and you win the game, Harold got the steal to clinch the win. Um, I mean, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was amazing, but you know, the funny thing that we, we, we celebrated and, I think me and Ed went back to the hotel and we just went got in the hot tub and relaxed and um, we was ready for Florida. Just to kind of add to what he was saying, at no point did we think that, hey, we were done or, um, you know, we, or we won this, this one game as if it was a championship game for us. It, was, it wasn't like that at all. We clearly were, were happy because everyone counted us out and didn't think that we could, we could get that done. So just winning that game was, was pretty special. And uh, like you said, we wanted to go back and, and prepare for the prepare for the next game. I will say that we we had a good group of seniors also, you know, as you, you mentioned, the game getting tight and, you know, were we nervous or do we add everything that we couldn't win the game or, or if we, or we could win the game. We had, we had a group of seniors that played together for a long time. They had some success and played well. And, uh, and Harold and I came in as juniors, just trying to um, make, you know, additional progress to what they had already done and great group all together. And not to mention what coach a was able to do. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about Coach A in a minute. We're talking with Eddie Gill and Harold Arsenal on the 20th anniversary of the 1999 NCAA tournament. What was it like after the game? I mean, the, the media swarm, I'm sure, had to have been amazing. You probably had so many interviews and so forth, right? I'm sure, right? Well, obviously, no no one thought we'd win that game. 
so yeah, there was a ton of attention on us. I can remember being in Key Arena, and as the game, you know, started to wear on, and uh, the the arena began even became to get even more full. That entire arena was at the end of the game was cheering for us. I felt like, and um, you know, the, yeah, definitely there were there were interviews, and people wanted to know what it felt like for us to Cinderella teams, uh, you know, in the NCAA tournament. Harold, uh, you, I'm sure, uh, and Brad Larson's told me you had many many interviews. They took you around, and you and Coach A after the. Uh, after the game, everybody wanted to know more about Harold the show, right? Yeah, everybody, you know, they were just trying to get more information about uh, me and Ed. A lot of people didn't realize that when we came out of Gene College, we were ranked really high. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was just interview after interview, just asking about the game. For me, it was what we've been doing. Just people didn't know it because we was doing it at a junior college level, and that was our first time getting to do it, you know, on the main, on the main stage. The next game, you go take on Florida two days later overtime what what stands out on that game I mean if you know the story I mean we had free throws at the end of the game to win the game bro we knocked those free throws down I mean we upset Florida too it was sort of the same um for me Florida played us man to man and couldn't stay with us and you know when they went zone we kind of I know I caught, caught myself kind of watching more than moving so you know we're going to talk about coach Baglin uh Harold uh, unfortunately passed away what did he mean to you? What do you remember most about him? Uh, Coach A was great. I mean, through the uh, recruiting process to get me up at Weaver, I mean, he did a great job. He actually recruited me when I was a freshman. It was no way I was thinking about even going to Weaver State. You know, I was thinking I wanted to go to a bigger school. And in my sophomore year, he came back. He recruited me real hard. He told me a lot of things that made sense. The whole time I was at Weaver State with him, everything he said, it was it – was, exactly what he said he didn't leave me on in any kind of way and I mean we became really good friends and he became a mentor and somebody I, I truly respect yeah the the biggest thing um I would say coach A always instilled in all of his players I, I thought just our team as a whole was a, a sense of confidence and sense of self-belief he he didn't care who we were playing when we were playing them you know he didn't care about any of that. All he wanted was his team to go out and play with great confidence, you know, worry-free. If you made a mistake, you know, get to the next play. That was that was something that was huge for me. I think that's a, a, a huge life skill, not just a basketball skill. That's a huge life skill, being able to get to the next moment, whatever it may be, um, you know, whether you have a great success, a disappointing failure, get to the next moment. That was something that I've always, always carried with me. And he uh, he had a tremendous belief in me as a person and as a player. You know, I, I attribute a lot of my success and just who I am as a person to him. Exactly. And same here. His, his door was always open. Um, he was a lot different from a lot of other coaches I had played for because I played for four different coaches in four years. <laughs> so so it was it was he was stood out to me because you can always go to him and talk to him about just personal stuff, things that you was going through on the personal level. And, you know, he, he seemed to always had his ear. And just let you get what you needed off your chest. He let you get it off it. Yeah, certainly a legend. And uh, yeah, tough to see him go. What a great coach. He was such a great ad- adjuster to in game, right? He could make in game adjustments that were amazing, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, you, the funny thing was, we we was there, and we we probably had one of the best defensive teams that I ever played on, and we never practiced defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He was definitely uh, offensive minded, which which H, I'm sure you wasn't complaining about. 
<laughs> yeah, I loved it. But, uh, he didn't want to play defense, right? He just wanted to shoot. <laughs> yeah, but he was he was he was awesome. And you know, the funny thing when we went back and uh, put that alumni game together with with Damian Lillard a, couple, a few years back, yeah. And uh, I and I played, and I was on. Uh, Co- coach A had me. He was my coach on that team, and he coached me the exact same way in that game <laughs> as he did, you know, fifteen years earlier. Number one, he wouldn't take me off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh and he and, and anytime something went wrong out there he'd put, come call me over hey we, you need to go out here and have x y and z happen and if, you know i'm like all right coach i got you you know it's i noticed that too about, about that situation he the drop plays he came up to the office before that uh, event and he was he was in he wanted to win and he was in full coach yeah, mode. there was no question about it he wanted to win that game well, we just we know both of you uh, have to run. We're just going to wrap up a couple other things. Eddie, we'll okay. go to you then. Yep. You played, as you mentioned, a long time, seven years in the NBA with Pacers and the Blazers and the Nets. You may, many people may not know you scored the eight millionth point in NBA history, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a little, little fun fact, my rookie year with the Nets, a game in Boston, a, a floater down the middle of the lane, I, I scored the, the league's eight millionth point. Funny thing about that was that night the, the media and, and, and was kind of looking at Allen Iverson, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, all these guys averaging 25, 30 points a game. Surely they thought that they would score that 8 millionth point, but uh, little old me <laughs> was the one who was, who was able to do it. I, it was, I remember it was a, a floater down the middle of the lane against uh, the Boston Celtics in, in Boston. You also were linked to the uh, the Malice in the Palace, right? That was part of your NBA lore, I guess, too, right? Absolutely, yeah. That was, uh, that was one on the darker side of things, I suppose. Uh, it was my first year playing for the Pacers. I was actually in the game when it happened. Ron Artest fouls Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace doesn't like it, so they get into a little scuffle. Ron Artest decides to go lay on the scores table. He gets hit with a beer, and then uh, complete chaos breaks out. So, yeah, I find myself in the stands trying to break up a fight, and yeah, it was it was it was something that obviously went down in history of the game uh, in infamy. <laughs> But you got you got some playing time, I guess, right after that. Well, yeah, I was I was playing a solid amount before that happened. Uh, but the next night, I played forty eight minutes. We only dressed six guys because uh, we had I don't I don't know we had three or four guys hurt already, and then uh, another three or four suspensions the next night. So uh, we were we were shorthanded shorthanded to say the least. Pretty well. Tell us about your family. They're fantastic. Uh, my wife is doing great. She runs a school for kids with autism, uh, the Independence Academy here in Indianapolis. Uh, my son has earned himself a basketball scholarship at Grace College, an AIA school in Warsaw, Indiana, about two hours north of our house. And my daughter is a junior in high school. Uh, she's playing basketball and running track. So uh, both great students and athletically, they've been pretty fortunate, fortunate. And uh, we're, 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 we're fortunate here and blessed and uh, things are going well. Well, that's great. I know you, like you said, you came out to the alumni game a few years ago and we're going to have another one, by the way, this August. August 24th is the plan. So if you're able to, we'd love to get you out of here. Okay, that's actually a pretty good date. I uh, I saw Damien when he came out. Uh, I usually talk to him briefly when he comes and plays against the Pacers. And, and, yes. uh, and, we, and we talked before the game, and he said we were doing it again this summer. But he did, at that time, uh, the date wasn't wasn't in place yet. But um, I'll, I'll keep that in mind, and, and, you know, we'll try to make that for sure. It'd be great to uh, great to have you out again. We appreciate it, and I know you're uh, always been a supporter of Weber State, and always will. Yeah, no, no question about it. Twenty years ago today, a memorable day at Weber State history, and 
uh eddie we sure appreciate it jerry it's it's something that will always be linked to us in our history at uh, the win over north carolina it will and and we hope that sets the tone you know uh we were talking about this the other night but seeing these other schools last year make their run you know i, I really believe it started with the things that we did as a program and uh we need to get back to that and you all set the tone for that i you know Paul and I have talked about this too, Eddie, and you and I have meant, you know, had conversations about this too, but it's really important to us to continue to keep you all close to us. And so we've done some things over the last couple of years with, with reunions and then your hall of fame induction. And, and we certainly want to stay in touch with you and keep you, and you're an important part of our program. So we want to keep you close to us. Yeah, no, we, we appreciate it. And uh, anything I can do to help, uh, I'm here. would love to do it. want to see the pro- program continue to grow and, and have great success. And, uh, yeah, anything I can do, I appreciate it. You know, Harold, you mentioned earlier that you played all over the world. Maybe just give us a quick, uh, quick run through of the many places you've played and coached. Okay, um, I played in, um, I mean, I played in Argentina, Mexico, uh, France, Portugal, Australia, uh, Kuwait, South Korea. I played in. Uh, well, there's so many more other places. I played in um, China. I also coach in a few uh, of those places, and uh, a number of those places I, I, I coach their kids' academy. Unbelievable. All over the world. All over the world. Wow. What, what experiences I'm sure you've had. I'm sure we could spend a long time talking about all those places, but what has basketball done for you in your life? Um, it just gave me a perspective of just um, different people and not judging people by by you know by what you think actually getting to know people and understand uh, understand them, understand their culture, their beliefs. You know, at the end of the day, just trying to be a good person. That's wonderful. And, you know, as we look back again on the 20 years, we sure appreciate you reminiscing with us and remembering that. I'm sure that'll be a day that will always be uh, special to you. Yeah, it is. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, you know, all the way till you grow up and have the opportunity to play against North Carolina and then have that kind of ending. Um, for a kid that grew up where I grew up from, being from New Orleans, is is terrific. So hey, I just told Eddie this, but we're gonna have an al- alumni game. Damian Lillard involved, and he's gonna put it on uh, August twenty fourth. Is the plan? Okay, we'd love to have you come out if you think you can make it I'm out there. I'm gonna make it this year. I've been missing them because I was overseas, but I've been in the states this year. I'm not going anywhere, so I'll make it this year. Awesome, we'd love to have you. Can't wait to. Can't wait to see you. You still play a little bit yourself? Um, I don't really play too much, but I probably I'm a, I'm a competitive, so I'm gonna try to be better than all the guys my age. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, Harold, for joining us today. And, and we just finished up with Eddie a few minutes ago too. But uh, we sure appreciate you looking back on this uh, incredible day 20 years ago, and uh, for all that you've done for Weber State, we sure appreciate it. I appreciate you. All right, that's Eddie Gill and Harold Arsenal. With Jerry Bobby here on the Weaver State Cattails podcast. Thanks for joining us and go Wildcats.